Hi there, just a quick message before we get started. As we move forward with the podcast, we would like to give you the opportunity to participate in various challenges that are exciting and affordable. This month, we are offering a 21-day meetings challenge that gives you all the key tools that you need to participate at a higher level in your English meetings, such as agreeing, clarifying, disagreeing, making suggestions, and interrupting. All the essential stuff. So if you're interested in getting to the next level with your English meetings, click the link in the show notes and sign up free to the waitlist. The link will only be available until the 27th of May. So make sure you don't miss out. Okay, now let's get on with the show. Welcome to episode 5 of the Transformer to Inglés Profesional podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Smith. Today, I will be talking with Alistair, an amazing coach from my team, all about why I'm feeling under the weather, a few alternatives to translating the word ganas, the many contexts within which you can use the word fancy, and how to use the words mates and partner correctly. This podcast is aimed at helping you push your business and communication skills to the next level so that you can grow professionally and achieve your international career goals. So, without further ado, let's get straight into it. Enjoy! Hi, Alistair. How are you today? I'm fine, thanks. And you? Well, actually, to be honest, I'm feeling a little bit under the weather. And uh, I was thinking that maybe we could actually explain that expression to our listeners. What do you think? Yeah, well, I'm sorry to hear that. What's what's wrong? Why are you feeling under the weather? Well, just not being feeling quite right. I've got a bit of a runny nose and uh, just feeling not my normal not self. Not 100%. No yes. bit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. bit of a cold or something yeah. like that. That's right. That's right. So hopefully I'll get better over the next few days. But uh, at the moment, I'm certainly feeling a little bit under the weather. Mm. And that, that is an expression that I think is, is quite useful, right? But it's, it's probably, if I, if I said that to many of my clients, they probably would be quite a little bit confused by it, to be honest. Yes. Well, literally, you know, under the weather doesn't seem to make much sense. People would associate it with the weather. So what, the <laughs> weather's right. bad or? Exactly. And yeah. yeah, so it's one of those phrases you you just need to understand that it means n- not feeling too good, not 100%, little exactly. bit ill, yeah. but not really bad. So like you're able to do this podcast, thankfully. So yes. you're not so bad you're in bed and able to work, <laughs> exactly. but you're just not, not feeling 100%. No? Exactly, exactly. And that's why it's kind of a useful expression, right? Because you you probably would still be in the office or you'd still be there, right? So yeah. it's, it's not as if you are really feeling absolutely terrible. Work, you know? sick. Yes, that's right. That's right. You or, say, I'm just uh, feeling a bit under the weather. I'm not yeah. too good. At-. Or maybe yeah. you can feel that you're going to be sick, like when you just yes. begin with the symptoms of a cold or a flu. Yes. So the first exactly. day where you're, mm, yeah, not feeling too good. I think I'm getting. Often you say it with, I think I'm getting a cold or I think I'm getting a flu. So you feel the beginning, you know, the first symptoms are a bit under the weather today. 
That's right. Yeah. And it can be just be when you feel a bit tired, you're not actually sure whether it's actually going to develop yeah, into maybe a full it's cold. Nothing, no? It doesn't yeah. turn into anything. It's just yeah. one day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a bit yeah. tired, as you say, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like links with that. There's, there's this whole idea of like lots of clients ask me, how do you say tengo uh, mocos or something like that? You oh, know? And yes. it's kind of very <laughs> difficult to give an English translation to that, right? I mean, like, if you know, what, what kind of symptoms do you have? Well, tengo mocos, you know, and I, and I, and it's called a runny the, nose. A runny nose. That's the only, that's the only one that I would potentially well, use in English. Because literally, is I, I have snots and, <laughs> yes. You wouldn't say that word. Well, I mean, sometimes kids, you might say, "Oh, he's snotty." A snotty. Yes. I've got a snotty nose. That's right. But it's 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 not exactly rude, but it's maybe something you wouldn't say in certain company. No, that's right. Definitely. It's Spanish. Yeah. It sounds fine, but it sounds a little. So uh, yeah, you'd probably <laughs> just say, "I'm a bit got a bit of a cold." Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. A bit conge- congested. Yeah, you can say congested. Uh, a as blocked well. blocked nose. A yeah, a blocked nose. nose. Yeah, a blocked. Well, I suppose nose, it's yeah. the opposite. <laughs> a runny nose is it's running. <laughs> That's right. Is, it's not running. That's right. That's right. But it's it's just one of those kind of expressions that is so so easy to say in Spanish. But then when you're asked for a translation, yeah, like, a direct- uh, well, I've got snots. No, you wouldn't really say that. Um, <laughs> That's right. That's or right. mucus. So- I mean, literally, is I have mucus. That's right. I have the word mucus, but nobody uses. It. It's like a medical term. So it a is. doctor it in is. a hospital, yeah. they might say mucus. But normal people normally we don't use that word really. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so yeah. So yeah. yeah. Ah, well, there's a classic here, of course. I, okay. You probably know what I'm going to say uh, a, a classic mistake of uh, Spanish speakers translating is to say that they are constipated. Oh yes, of course. Which yes. always makes every English teacher <laughs> ever. It's very difficult not to laugh that's when true. I say that. So that's why right. why is that so funny, Daniel? When the student tells you they're constipated. Well, it's basically because they uh, obviously they're they're translating directly there from yeah, constipado, constipado, right? Which, mm. but and when you but when you say constipated in English, it means estrenido, right? Estrenido. Yeah, you're unable to go to the toilet. That's right. That's right. So it's exactly. quite different. So I, when students say that, I always say, "Oh, I think that's too much information," <laughs> yes. and they're, they're like, "What?" <laughs> and then I have to explain. So I'm yeah. not sure I want to know that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, so there you go. All of that from that one expression of uh, of I'm feeling a little bit under the weather. But thankfully, you know, I don't have a blocked nose. And generally, I sound sort of all right. So I thought it would be okay to continue with the podcast today. Anyway, so in the last uh, episode, we were talking a little bit right at the end about looking forward to right and Mm -hmm. the different ways that you can potentially use that in written form and also in verbal form. And of course, we were talking about the gerund form in terms of like when you when you're just talking about to someone about what you're looking forward to and then also when you put it at the end of an email right so so that's uh it's a really important differentiation there but what we also were kind of thinking about was the fact that that translation of looking forward to into spanish can be obviously in many cases we would say tener ganas right yeah but in that particular situation often tener ganas is actually a a bit of a wider expression it can be actually used in spanish in a, a sort of a variety of different situations, right? So we wanted to give our listeners sort of an, the other alternatives they could use when they're thinking of that particular expression in their head, right? Yeah. Well, I think it depends what you're talking about. So when you say look forward to, which you could also translate, it, as you say, it's not there isn't exactly a phrase in Spanish, look forward to. No. So you have to get the nearest, which could be ganas, but mm-hmm. it's also like tener lucion, maybe. 
So yeah. it's when you're it's when you're excited and emotional thing. Hi there, just a very quick interruption. Hopefully you're able to understand everything in this episode, but if you need a little extra help, then you can download the transcript totally free and read along as we speak. If you're interested, just go to the show notes and find the link. Now let's get back to the show. Thinking about something that you want to do in the future, but you have it already planned. So I think the... So, for example, if you haven't seen your, I don't know, your brother for a long time since before the pandemic. So a lot of people haven't seen family and friends over the last two years now. So sure. imagine you're going to see your brother is, who lives in the UK is flying to to meet you. Mm. So you say, oh, tengo ganas de ver mi hermano, no? Mm. So, so you say, I'm really looking forward to seeing my brother. Yeah. And then it translates fine, no? Because you have Absolutely, this event yeah. in the future. Yeah. yeah. Or your holidays, so you have something planned in the future, like your holidays, or the weekend, or seeing a person, and then, yes, that's looking forward to. But then you can also say to ganas to say, tengo ganas de comer pizza or salir este fin de or ir un restaurante or yeah. jugar football, or, and then you yeah. wouldn't say look forward to because obviously that thing is not planned. It's exactly. not a planned event in the future. Yeah, it is very much connected to that idea of whether it's a plan, right? Is yeah, because yeah. like if it's more, if it's specifically you know organized, then you then you you know I'm I'm looking forward to go and see that going to see that football match, right? Or I'm yeah. looking forward to going to the theater or to the cinema, right? Yeah, because you have a ticket, so yeah. you have written yeah. in your diary in your phone, you know, Saturday you're going to the theater and exactly. you're going to see a play, and you're really looking forward to seeing this play. You're very excited about it. Yeah. But if it's like something you, it's when it's something you would like to do or like to eat. So maybe you really you really want to eat pizza this weekend or go out to an Italian restaurant. Yeah. So you don't have anything already pre-booked, or the pizza obviously doesn't exist in the future as an event. It's something you want to yeah. eat. Yeah. So in that sense of tener ganas, you couldn't say you're looking forward to it, no? No, it's no, not something no, that's already no, that's existing right. in the that's future right. plan. That's right. No? Yeah, yeah. So, what would you say? I don't know when you really feel you really want, or really you'd really like to do something. Yeah, I mean, I think we were talking about this obviously before the the mm. pod, before the episode, right? But there could be two different options really. Mm. There would be like I feel like, or potentially mm. I fancy, and th- those kind of work both very very nicely in that sort of situation. And I think that it, it's exactly what you mentioned, right? It's the idea that you're kind of making that decision at that particular moment, right? You're, or you're kind of at least expressing it. You're kind of saying, oh, I fancy a beer, you know, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, but that, that is because it's kind of popped into your head at that particular moment. Yeah. It's certainly not that nothing that has been planned in the, in the, in the, in the exactly. past, you know? So, there so is like, oh, I really feel, there, you know? I feel like uh, going out this weekend, or I feel like going away for the weekend, or mm. I feel like eating pizza. Mm. So yeah, it's something you would like to do or want to do, but it's not a planned event. Absolutely. Like you've already arranged to meet somebody who's coming to visit you or a holiday next week yeah, or going to a football match or yeah. the theatres, you have a ticket already. No? Exactly. exactly. So you couldn't translate it with look forward to. So it depends. So yeah, fancy, you fancy do it. It's also followed by the gerund, the same. Mm-hmm. So you fancy doing something mm-hmm. or you would, or you feel like doing something. I feel like, going walking in the mountains this weekend or, mm-hmm. 
yeah. for eating a particular dish. Yeah. And I think, I think most of our listeners will probably know that expression, I feel like, right? That, yeah. that, is, that is something. But the, the second one, I fancy, is, yeah. is a, a one that is, I would say, hmm, a little bit more advanced, I would yeah. say. You know, I mean, I, if, if a client of mine said, oh, I fancy doing this, then yeah. You'd be quite I would surprised. Be, I'd be quite impressed, let's yeah, say. Impressed. Would, yeah, impressed. Do you fancy going, do you fancy meeting for a beer? Yeah. Do you fancy going for a beer? Yeah. I wouldn't expect a, one of my clients to say that. No. You think, no. Oh, have you lived in the UK or? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Or something, or you have a friend who's, yeah. it's very British as well. I'm not sure Americans say use fancy in that way. True. True. They would I mean, certainly they, understand you, I think. Yeah, they'd sure, understand but, it, but yeah. I'm not sure they would use fancy. No. Because there are other no. meanings of fancy, which is true. Could go in. To in another, <laughs> yeah, another episode yeah that's right but well we could say now you can also fancy a person what would that mean daniel if you fancy well, yeah. do you have a hollywood film star that you you fancy <laughs> well not not but not particularly but i mean yeah basically it's kind of that you're attracted to that particular yeah, person right? exactly yeah and so yeah that's an important second meaning of the word of the word fancy right and it's all it's, it's important to know that but it, it's mm. definitely in the context of sort of a business environment then clearly you know you <laughs> what you, you might could, you might you might you might potentially but but not but in it, a business sense obviously no, because it's no, quite no. colloquial yes 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 but that is is kind of like a, a definitely a good one and certainly like if you are showing somebody around, like obviously, you know, you and I, we live in Madrid. But if you, if you, if you were like saying to your client that you wanted to show them the city, and you could, it's a good way, for example, potentially to say, "What do you fancy doing this evening?" For yeah. example, yeah, um, you know, you what, like what would, yeah, you can say like as well, you know. Mm. But but you know, both of those are really good options in in terms of you know potentially. I think British people use it a lot, fancy in various meanings but you'd say yeah do you fancy going for a beer what do you fancy doing this evening what do you fancy eating do you fancy italian or sushi yeah so yeah. that meaning of what would you like to do or what do you want yeah is very common with with fancy no yeah yeah um, it's a great one it is a great it's a one. good one yeah yes, yeah it's certainly so. certainly certainly you know it shows a a higher level of English. That's without a doubt. I mean, somebody who would use that type of expression for me would be, you know, you almost say, wow, okay, you know, they're getting up to sort of a much more advanced level. And, you know, yeah. it's those sort of details that are so, so, you know, differentiate different levels of English, don't you think? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, a lot of Spanish speakers would, taking it to another meaning, would they know the expression fancy dress. So that's oh, an yes. interesting one. Yeah, fancy Disfrat. dress. No? Yes, yes. So you yes. dress up in a, a fancy dress costume for Halloween or carnival. Yeah. We just had carnival recently, no? And yeah. We've been talking I've been talking about this with people. Oh, they, really? oh how do you yeah. say disfraz? No, you say oh yeah. fancy dress. Yes. Uh, and there's yeah. a, obviously a different meaning. Because yes. fancy can also mean if you talk about a fancy I'm going to go out to a fancy uh, restaurant. That's true. Stay in a fancy <laughs> yes. hotel. There's so many meanings to this word. word. It's crazy. Yeah, it's a complicated. Well, I said we're another podcast, but, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. we, we may as right. well talk about it now as it's come up. <laughs> so yeah, but if you yeah. say a fancy restaurant, it means elegant, special. It does. Um, posh is another posh, word. Posh, yeah. So a fancy restaurant is a well, a Michelin star, or I don't know, quite yeah. elegant, expensive. So I suppose fancy dress comes from that, if you yeah. think about it. So fancy dress is not the kind of things you wear every day. 
because it's yeah. for a special occasion for Halloween or carnival. So it's unusual. It's different. So going to a special restaurant for a special occasion yeah. is not the typical, you know, McDonald's that you would go to normally, or uh, you'd say, "Oh, let's go to a, let's." It's a special occasion. Let's go to a really fancy restaurant. Yes, so yes, it is yeah. sort of connected. The idea of the fancy dress is not your normal way of dressing. That's right. It's for a special occasion for a fancy dress party. Yeah, uh, and going to a fancy hotel or a fancy restaurant. So yeah, yeah. it's a interesting word. No various meanings. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because that kind of connects with the idea of the fact that many Spanish speakers say often to dress up. Uh, they they don't mm. want to say they don't really mean that. They mean because to dress up often well actually has, has two, two meanings, meanings, doesn't it? Yeah, to dress it up actually meanings. has two meanings. So you Which can actually. Are? <laughs> well to to dress up obviously you can like is is where you kind of make your you wear something formal right yeah. so you could dress up for an occasion right yeah but also i i think that it also has a connection to the old idea of disfrazarse you know to dress yeah. up for a fancy dress i don't know yeah. party you know exactly so, so, you, so it's quite confusing right and that it is. That, that, that can be very and so it, most of the time that whole idea of dress up most Spanish speakers should probably avoid that because, because it's, it's not what they're trying to say, right? They're try, often they, they're kind of just trying to say that they want to get dressed, you know, that's, that, that's what they're trying to say. And so in many cases, the, the, the idea of dress up is, is really just get rid of that up because in the yeah. end, you know, you need to get dressed rather than dress up. Yeah. Well, you know, dress, dress up, up like, yourself, they sometimes yeah, say. Well, yes. I suppose the up, if you think about it, takes like up is like dressing up to the next level. So putting on something special, elegant, more formal. So if you're going to a fancy restaurant, a Michelin star restaurant or expensive yeah. in the in the Ritz Hotel in Madrid. Yeah. So if you're going to a fancy restaurant, you need to dress up, meaning put on your best dress or your best clothes. Yeah. So a man perhaps wearing a suit and tie and a woman an elegant evening, a cocktail dress. Yeah. So that's dressing up. So it's not dressing it's not wearing your normal clothes that you no. wear every day no. to go to work. That's so this right. idea of fancy has that sort of sense of something different, unusual, special, elegant. Yeah. So there is a connection there. And also dressing up in the sense of fancy dress. Fancy dress, yes. Which is not elegant because you're dressed as Spider-Man or you <laughs> yeah, know, as, a, right. as Dracula. Yeah. But it, it's not usual. It's not your normal everyday clothes. Exactly. Obviously. Yeah. You yeah. don't dress as Frankenstein to go to the office. <laughs> so it's, yes. it's still got that sense of different, unusual, not the habitual no? yes that's right exactly yeah so yeah, so, yeah fa fantastic i mean all of all of that is just for one particular word that we covered there which was yeah. uh fancy but but yeah. yeah so what we were also thinking about doing was talking very very quickly about the idea of what we might be looking forward to especially now maybe mm -hmm. the, the the pandemic has sort uh, of yes. subsided right finally uh, it seems yeah. i hope Yes. Fingers crossed. And and you were telling me the other day that you were looking forward to seeing your mates, and we thought that we ah. we, we should kind of maybe explain that type of mates. Uh, yeah, the whole idea of mates and and why it's an important word, especially in the UK, right? Yeah, and Australia, and Australia. That's true. Maybe yes. even more than Britain, Australians yeah. love the word mate, and they use it all the time for everybody as their mate. That's right. So yeah, when I said I was looking forward to seeing or meeting my mates for for a beer in Madrid, yeah, because we haven't seen each other, all of us together at least since 
before the pandemic, so two years more or less. Yeah. Uh, so I so we really fancied getting together to have a beer. Um, <laughs> using both expressions there. Well, using both expressions. Yeah. So my mates are my friends. So my oldest mates in Madrid is a group of English guys who we met, well, I think, in the first week or two weeks when I first came to Madrid, 20, almost 25 years ago. That's incredible, isn't it? That's, So we're that's old mates. Yeah. We're, they're my best mates. Yeah. So my friends, no, my best friends. Yeah. So mate, in that sense, just means a friend, un amigo, yeah. tu mejor amigo. Is yeah. your best mate. Your best mate, absolutely. Yeah. However, Daniel, we can use mate in another sense to do with work environment, no, or business. We can, yes, yes, we can. Um, and it's kind of like it's uh, for example, as uh, a workmate, for example, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of very useful, uh, specific word, be partly because other alternatives are a bit tricky, right? Yeah. And the other alternative in this particular case is the idea of the word colleague. Yeah, right. Colleague. Now, colleague for uh, for the two of us is kind of maybe quite easy to pronounce, but I but in terms of our experience with Spanish speakers, right, it's so often then just changed uh, or adapted or just pronounced maybe slightly incorrectly, and it kind of goes very easily to college, right? College. And, yeah, mm. college. So- yeah, I, I assume it's partly because it's like most people have seen the word and they just kind of maybe pronounce it as they as they would see it or it's kind of like it's it's interesting to think where that particular mistake might come from but it often reoccurs right and so this whole idea of workmate can be very useful to avoid that mistake right yes because all my students or most of my students or clients have um have a problem with that word so they to say colleague they they end up saying it sounds like colegio, no? College. That's right. Yeah. And I say yeah. no. College is is a school, like going to college or exactly. university. Yeah. It can be. Yeah. yeah. And it a colleague. Both, yeah. So yeah, you can avoid that word if you have problems pronouncing it, which many people do, Spanish speakers, to say your your workmate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mate in that sense means compañero, no? Compañero yeah. de trabajo. Yeah. Which extends to flatmate, compañero de piso. Yeah. Uh, classmate. Yeah. So the university or school, you have classmates. Exactly. Uh, and then it doesn't mean friend. It means compañero. So you have to distinguish those two things because your workmates are not necessarily your mates. That's right. They could be uh-huh. both. They could they, be both. Yeah. They could be your workmate at work your, and then out of work, you socialize together and they could also be your mate. So, you, you know, you have to be careful. But yes, instead of saying colleague, which is difficult to pronounce for some people or many. Mm. Yeah. You say workmate or perhaps co-worker. That's quite a fashionable term in recent years to say co-worker. Co-worker is nice. Instead yeah. of workmate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it really. For yeah. Me. Generally. Yes. Yes. I think it's, it's th- those two are definitely very useful to remember workmate and co-worker. It makes it extremely clear. Right. And, and that's always very, very important because there can be, you know, other types of confusion. I suppose maybe also while we're talking about mates is also kind of important to, to highlight that when you are in the UK, mate can mean many different things, right? Yes. Although we are saying, you know, the whole idea, if you, if you heard the expression, oh, he, 
he's my best mate, then definitely it would be your best friend, right? But mm-hmm. but people in the UK they kind of use it for all different types of ex- expressions, and they and they and it doesn't always mean that that person is abs- absolutely your best friend. It might be just that you've literally met them two seconds ago, right? It, you lots of people co- use that expression so, even for you know yeah. somebody they've just seen, right? Exactly. So yeah, it doesn't actually mean friend many times. Just a way to refer to a person, usually a man. Mm-hmm. You could use it for a woman, perhaps, but people just call you "hey, mate." Yeah. So somebody in the street you've never met before, they can come up to you because they just want to speak to you about something. That's maybe right. you've, I don't know, maybe you block them in with your car. Yeah, you yes, double would be parked and they say, "Hey, mate, is that your car? Yeah, could you move it, please?" <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, all right, mate, all right, mate. Don't get angry. So you're referring to this man. <laughs> you've just met in the street who maybe is angry with you. So you yeah. can use it in a negative. Hey, what do you think you're doing, mate? That's so in right. fact, they're not your friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the yeah. exact opposite almost, right? So it, does, it loses its meaning. It's just it a does. way to refer yeah. to a person you don't know. I suppose yeah. in Spanish, I don't like saying, uh, hey, tío. Tío, sí, tío. In, in Spanish, in Spain, at least. Uh, That's right, yeah. In other Spanish-speaking countries, I don't know if they It might be different, tío. yeah. Probably yeah. is different. But here yeah. in Spain, it's very, to call a man tío and a woman tía, so, which sounds strange when I first heard that, I was like, what, your uncle? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is a kind of interesting one. You know, that's yeah. totally, I've totally sort of got used to that idea. Yeah, I don't think kind of, about it. No, I don't think about it either, but it's kind of like. Uh, but when you yeah. hear it for the first time, you say, hey, Theo, you go, uncle? What? <laughs> he's uh, your uncle. All oh, right. He's okay. your uncle. Really. <laughs> but obviously in yeah. English, I suppose it's similar. Mate, you go, yeah, but he's not my friend. <laughs> no, in so fact, you're using the very opposite. The word in a, yeah. in a neutral way or a, yeah. a different meaning. No? Yeah. yeah. And as I said, we saw, we talked about Australians. Well, Australians love the word mate. So everyone is their mate. Yes. So I was trying to say, hey, mate, they're all, every, they refer to almost everybody as mate, <laughs> yes. whether they really are your mate or not. <laughs> yeah, I think the Australians take it to a whole new level. Take, to take it to a, another level. Yeah, 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 yeah. So but, you know, British people also, we, we like this word. No? We do, we do, we do. Yeah, absolutely. Like cheers. Absolutely. Do you remember we talked about cheers? So we did, get, yeah. Very similar. Getting very off the similar. bus, you say, yeah. hey, cheers, mate, yes. to the bus driver. He's not your yeah. mate. You've never met <laughs> no. him before. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Great. Yeah. Fantastic. Exactly. So I think that's a very good explanation of the whole idea of the word mate. It's certainly true that in terms of clients that I've had in the past, those that have been to the UK or maybe even Australia, uh, they've often come back and they use that use that expression. You know, they might come into into uh, the session with me or get online with me, and they, they say, "How are you doing, mate?" And so that's kind of like immediately I know that most of the time that means that that person has. Has had some sort of experience in in the UK or Australia or somewhere specifically because yeah, it's yeah. not. He, you know. They've either got a partner who's British or Australian, or they've lived there, or yeah, they must have had, or they've been watching a lot of British TV, or because otherwise, there's, there's very it's very unusual for a Spanish speaker to know that word in that way. No? It's true, yeah. And talking yeah. of partner, ah, yes. So I said partner, meaning your. Yes. So when you live with some, well, when you have a serious relationship with somebody, maybe you live together, yeah, uh, but you're not married. Obviously, you can't say you're my wife or my husband. Mm-hmm. Well, you can. Some people do, but technically, they're not legally speaking. They're mm-hmm. not your wife or husband. That's true. So if you say my girlfriend, boyfriend, it sounds less serious, no? It sounds more like a teenager thing, right? Teenagers, my yeah, girlfriend. Yeah. Or yes, yes. Or you just yeah. see each other at weekends, no, to go yeah. out together, but you don't live yeah. together. Yeah. So you want a word that makes your relationship sound more 
serious, more permanent. Yes. So you say my my partner. Yes. So it's a good word. So sometimes Spanish speakers refer to their their colleagues or their coworker or their workmates as my partner. It's very common. They say my it's partner. It's true. They they do. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And this sounds a bit strange because it sounds more like your romantic partner, like you're in a relationship with that person. Yes. Out of work. Yes. You could work with your partner. So if you both work in the same office, you, you are literally working with your partner. Yeah. It's a different meaning. Yeah. And it's unlikely, right? And it's unlikely. It <laughs> well, it does happen, actually. Some people meet their partner yeah. at work. That's so true, of course. Yeah, absolutely. They begin as a, as a colleague and they become uh, your partner. That's right. But that's, that's outside right. work, obviously. So, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so what would partner mean? You can use it in a business sense or a work sense, but it would have a different meaning. Yes, yes. I mean, I think if you wanted to be specific about maybe more like a business context, then you could potentially say something like a business partner, right? Yeah. Now that can have different meanings as well. So it's a bit uh, tricky in that way, because business partner might be that you've set up the business with that particular person, mm. right? It's like yeah. a 50-50 share, right? Yeah. My business partner is and, and I have created a new limited company or something like that, right? Yeah, so um, it's a legal term that you are business partners. You've yes. formed a, a yes. partnership, that's right. Which is a business, a legal, it's a contract, you know, it's a business relationship. Exactly. So you open a, a restaurant together and you go 50 50 on the investment. Yeah. Uh, and you both sign a contract that you have a business relationship. So you are now business partners exactly. and you have a partnership. Um, and that, yeah. And that, so that, that is, that makes it very, obvious right because you it, it do, you're not saying my partner and then you know there's a whole range of confusion there mm. potentially certainly if you're in a business environment so if you do put business partner then it it, it becomes a little it bit clarifies yeah, exactly absolutely. the meaning absolutely absolutely so that's that's good that's good so yeah so much stuff there is incredible i mean one thing that we just wanted to finish with right was the idea that often spanish speakers also say my couple and i think that we will cover this mm. in the next episode but it, it is just one of those also mis mistakes where it's kind of the other way around right where where yeah. where people say they want to talk about their romantic partner and yeah. they say <laughs> my couple Right. Yeah. That's and a that good one. is, and that classic. is so common. So, so common. But I think we probably, should leave that for we another We should day. definitely we'll leave that because that. <laughs> that, that is definitely a whole new episode. So so, opening another can of worms. That's right. And there's another expression. <laughs> there's another can. expression. That's one day good. we have to come back to some of the expressions yes, we've absolutely. used in the podcast. Well, that's right. I think I said, yeah, in the first, in our estreno, yeah. I use the expression, every cloud has a silver lining. But yes. we never explained it. So that's right. So some we of these, I think we need to come back to them and explain absolutely. them. Absolutely. So thank you very much, Alistair, uh, for you. your time. Really amazing. I really enjoyed it. So, yeah. And I we'll hope you're feeling better, that you're not feeling under the weather next week. Yeah, for the, hopefully. For the next podcast. Hopefully. All right. Great. So thanks a lot. And we'll speak again next week. All right. Okay. Bye. See you then. Bye.